Welcome to the Canacook Podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and we're taking a break from our usual focus on family, leadership, and spiritual growth to do a mini-series on Advent. If you're new here, welcome. You've picked a great time to jump in. This content is great for any age during the holiday season, and we hope it helps you focus on what Christmas should really be about, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammates, co-hosts, and Santa's little helpers. It's Joe White and Emma Turner. Ho, 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 Shay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. You know, fathers are Santa's little helpers, aren't we? Now, Shay, I don't know about you. I was not great at, like, building stuff for my kids. Okay. Uh, I was a uh, just sort of do it by feel kind of a dad, and when we would so when know, there was an assembly required, you throw out the instructions. Is that what you're telling me? My wife is great at instructions. Yes, my wife is a menu person, and she always reads the directions first. And I'm the type of guy I just know at the end it's going to turn out fine. And I remember the little red wagon. Everybody gives a gives a little red wagon at Christmas at some point. Sure, that child's growing yep, up here. You need one to haul your stuff. And I remember. Little bolts left over at the end of the deal. And Ooh. I remember the wagon didn't work so well. And Debbie Joe pointed out, honey, if you'll just read the directions, then the wagon will work and you don't have leftover parts. Ouch. But I was living proof that reading directions is the right way to go. Yeah, I'm with you, Joe. And, and to be honest with you, I would have pegged you as that guy. There's just no <laughs> doubt that's who you are. Emma and you know what? Throw it together. I'm assuming you're the same way. I Have you ever seen the movie Elf? I'm Buddy. You know, I just, I take my time. It might not even be right, but I have the right heart behind mm. it. Do you read the direction? Mm. No, I'm not even sure they even come in things that I get. I don't look. I just throw the How box away. How funny is it? Like literally all three of us have spouses that are direction readers. Yeah, yes, God's in 100%. the details. Right? Absolutely. But they're not in here today. And so we're going to let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here we're we just going to send it. <laughs> Of course. This is going to be a great podcast. Speaking of podcast, we're entering a two-part series. It's a Christmas series, and we're going to talk about giving the best gifts. And, and specifically today, we want to talk about giving the best gifts to those we love. And then when we come back here in two weeks, right before Christmas, we're going to talk about giving our best gifts to God. If God gave his best at Christmas, why can't we, Joe White? Yeah, it's really a great question, Shay. So obviously, by, by the way, I got to tell you about Emma. You guys that don't know Emma, if you don't work at K2, this young lady, newlywed, by the way, you know, has, has two great strengths. One of them is she's deep. She loves the Lord with all of her heart. And she brings a great spiritual quality to the K2 leadership team, Shay, as you know. But she's also a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, she's wild. She's crazy. And she understands kids. She kind of gets kids probably better than anybody on our leadership team. I'm glad you picked her to be on this podcast. Hey, I didn't even have to pay you to say that. Thank you so much, Coach. You're yeah. so kind. <laughs> By the way. Speaking of fun, Emma. I got to tell you this story. And I, I literally, I just need to lead out. I cannot do it justice. But Emma and Jesse and I were out on the trail a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And we had one of those gut busting laughs that I was driving and, and my eyes were welled up with tears. It was so, it was dangerous. I'm going to be honest. But, but what set us off, and we laughed from 
from Clementine's Ice Cream Shop all the way to <laughs> the Holiday Inn Express. Sure, I think it was probably surprised. 15 minutes, mm-hmm. like entire the entire time. <laughs> and the thing that sparked us and set us off was Jesse could not say ravioli. <laughs> He's a river, river, and 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 the moment he got stuck, we jumped on it, and it just. It was just the funniest thing ever. I had a locked jaw. <laughs> I got a new set of abs. Oh, from no that doubt. Car ride. The next day, my abs were sore. 1,000%. It was you know, it just so makes hard. you laugh. Just be with him. You uh, just, uh, those start, laughs are a gift, Start laughing. Though. So yeah. Jesse is her husband, in case you didn't know that. You know, over the years, as a, as a dad of four kids and then as a grandfather of 15, I've learned that giving gifts that really matter are gifts that keep on giving, gifts that give after the gift is open and the wrapping paper is long gone. And folks, what I'm talking about this Christmas is thinking about gifts that require doing stuff together. Spouses love doing stuff together and kids love doing stuff together. It's way too easy to give a gift that's open The kid goes off to their room. They play with it. The spouse enjoys it on her own time, but it doesn't require time together. I'm talking about as simple as buying a kite. Now, I know people don't do that very much anymore. It's easier to buy a video game and send the kid off to the room. But in the old days, we would fly kites together. Our parents would make kites with us, and we'd go out and fly a kite. Heck, what do they cost? $2.50? Maybe 10 now. I don't know, Shay. Inflation is upon us. It is. But it was the fact we'd go out there in the wind and we would do the thing together. And then we'd do it again and again. Legos are so fun together. Making those crazy things. Those of us that don't read directions and our little kids can just use their little fingers and they can go a million miles an hour. Jigsaw puzzles together as a family. You name it. You know what what I'm talking about. Another fun thing, Shay and Emma, is when you have a child, you find out what activity they're good at or what sport they have built-in DNA skills for. And you figure out ways to do it with the child. You know, with Brady, it was basketball. I would go home after work and I would find that young man and we would shoot baskets literally daily when I wasn't traveling, day after day, week after week. He wanted so bad to make the team. With Courtney, it was practicing volleyball. With Jamie, it was raising little broken winged animals together. We raised little ducks together, raised little geese together. We raised a little possum together. We raised baby deer together until I found out it was against the law and then we quit doing that. But it was it was enjoying things that they liked and and I would just take time to do them with the child. Those are the gifts that keep on giving. Yeah, it's funny you're talking, Joe, and I'm just one of my favorite things about Christmas is just getting to think back on Christmases. That feels like a gift that keeps on giving and just puts a smile on your face. I think about the last few years I got to live with uh, Anna Willis and controversial topic I am a pre-Thanksgiving Christmas decorator. So that's a whole nother podcast we could have on are we pre or post Thanksgiving? But, you know, I figured why not have it up as long as possible. And one of my favorite things to do with Anna the last couple of years is we had these little tiny stockings, which 
Another thing is I just think stockings are one of the best things of Christmas. They are so fun to open and we would hang our little stockings up, you know, pre-Thanksgiving, early November, and we would spend two months collecting little trinkets together keeping our eyes closed to then open in five minutes uh, right before Christmas. So like we would go to Target, go to the store together, like, okay, break, five minutes, go get as many little $1 items you can find that remind you of each other. And just to get to sit and think about my roommate whom I loved so much and just think, okay, I'm going to go find a Star Wars deck of cards. I have never seen Star Wars, but she loves it. And I'll put that in her, in her stocking. It's going to be so fun. And our stockings just build and build and build and build throughout the year or the two months. And, really and then we just spend like five minutes dumping out, be like, okay, you know, it was more fun to go and and find little things that were cheap and inexpensive and didn't have a ton of meeting, but go together and take time and laugh and be like, don't look in my bag. And that was really fun. And then Another thing, too, with a bunch of my friends one year is, you know, we drew names and then thought about, OK, what's an ornament? You know, again, I'm, I'm young and broke and all my friends are young and broke and it's awesome. We love being young and broke. But it's like, OK, what's an ornament that reminds you of each other? So it's like I got a b- piece of bacon, you know, for someone. And every I got, tree you, needs a bacon every ornament. tree needs a bacon ornament. And so just those things and then getting, you know, as uh, being away from my family these days, my dad and brother, like they love golfing and I'm terrible even at Top Golf, but just getting to get them a golf trip to come to me and experience my town and can come be with me and um, go golfing and, and visit Branson and stuff like that. So those are just a couple of things that just bring smiles to my face, remembering. And when almost, I think about the word thoughtfulness, when I hear you talking about that, you're really a thoughtful person. And I think about when we go decide a Christmas gift to give somebody, I think about putting a lot mm-hmm. of deep thought into that gift rather than just rushing off to the store and buying something. Yeah, totally. It's so much better. I love it's almost more fun to think about and get a gift for somebody that has meaning and is probably gonna fall apart but will put a smile on their face than, you know, a little Barbie doll that I'll probably pop the head off anyway. So, you know, I, I love the the thoughtfulness behind it. It's fun. It is so amazing how powerful memories are. Mm-hmm. Or how mm-hmm. valuable they are. It's hard to even kind of yeah. put that into words. But, you know, this fall, just as an example, I was building fence and building fence in the Ozarks is is no easy task. I mean, it's some of the hardest work out there. But we were ripping out old T-posts to save money on the new ones. And, and I taught Knox, he's, you know, 10 years old, taught him how to drive the tractor that day. And, I mean, we were working so hard. But he, I was so proud of him as he was like learning to master this machine and him like watching me adore him as he does it. Just, I could see his heart swelling and, and we just like, he is so ready to go out and build fence at any time now because the connection that we have from that memory. And I just think like, you know, as we're entering the season Mm-hmm. One of the best gifts you can give is to build memories that last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Shay, you're looking back, and I'm sure everyone listening can think about looking back at our childhood and the gifts that we still remember as the best gifts we receive. My daddy gave us the gift of hard work, Shay. At the time, what eight-year-old wants to work hard? <laughs> but if your dad's with you and he's having fun doing it, it's a lot of fun. So, so in the days of early Kanakuk, 
uh, you know, there was zero money around. We were building stuff literally out of the dump. We'd get stuff out of the dump or we'd carry railroad ties down the railroad track to do our landscaping around camp. But oak lumber was the cheapest. Well, if you're a carpenter, oak lumber is the hardest thing in the world to nail. But it was super cheap. We live in the Ozarks. There were sawmills and they sawed oaks. And so daddy had to build the docks at K1, the boat docks. And they were horseshoe shaped because we would swim inside of the horseshoe in those days. We didn't have a pool. And so Bob, Bill and Joe, my brothers, you know, and I were the little carpenters. And so we were nailing these eight penny and 16 penny nails. If you're not a carpenter, those are, you know, like pretty long nails, especially for an eight year old. Uh, and they, we would nail the two before us together and we would nail the one before us. I mean, the one by sixes into the two before us. And, and we would bend the nails, you know, constantly, but money was everything. So we'd have to straighten out the nails and then we have to start over and we would beat those things in there until the docks were built. Well, looking back, greatest time with my dad, I can remember because daddy was there doing it with us. And then every time you walked out to that dock, <gasps> how'd it make you feel? Still think about it, Shay, down at the lake. Those docks have long since rotted. But I still think about daddy, and I still think about the days building the docks or shoveling gravel or pouring concrete out of the wheelbarrows. In those days, we had to take the, the concrete and put it in wheelbarrows, and my brothers and I would go down the hill with that wheelbarrow bouncing, you know, on the rocks and stuff. And then, if you'd, of course, if you dump it over, then you'd get ridiculed by your brothers forever, and you have to shovel it back into the wheelbarrow and then dump it into the concrete farm to make the little foundations. But whatever it was, daddy was there by our side. And Daddy made things fun. Mm. I can't help but it's funny thinking back on so many Christmases. I think we automatically think of like being a child, child, you know, like eight and under. There's all these magical moments. But one of the first things that come to my mind is being a 16 year old girl is not easy to connect with your parents and to laugh and to make memories. And I feel like so many memories are made pre 13, you know. But there was one year where my parents really. They fought for it and they were thoughtful. And I, you know, I grew up not knowing not to maybe beg for things, but I made sure at the age of five, I started talking about a Volkswagen slug bug and I would talk about it and talk about it and knew that it was a dream. And I probably liked it because one of my dolls had one, but I didn't beg for one when I, I knew my 16th birthday was around the corner and you know, I didn't know if there was going to be a car or not, not that big of a deal. But my parents had listened to me my whole life and we didn't have a lot of money. But I remember that 16 year old Christmas rolled around and we were done with gifts. And there was one little little gift left under the tree and like, oh, Emma, we forgot about this one. Open it. And it's like a, a piece of paper that says like, hey, go to this room. And, and I'm like, am I about to go on a scavenger hunt? And then out of nowhere, you know, me, my mom, my dad and my brother, we just like come together as two teenagers age kids and parents. And I'm like this scavenger hunt. I don't know what it's leading to, but we're going all out. And it was like a 45 minute long scavenger hunt throughout our house, through the yard, up and down the street, all over. And I was just bought in. And I didn't even care if this like ended with like a number two pencil because it was the most fun I had had with my family in years as just being a teenage girl. And next thing I know, I go upstairs and I'm supposed to go to a little shoe and I get in the shoe and there is a Volkswagen slug bug key oh, yeah. in the cool. shoe. And cool. I kid you not, I had more joy. Like I screamed and hugged my parents, probably hadn't even hugged my parents in two years, just based off me being a bratty teenager and 
we again like didn't have money this was a 2000 beaten down slug bug and it was the best thing it had a bow on top of it and we had so much fun hopping in that slug bug going around the neighborhood laughing reliving memories from the scavenger hunt i was on i thought i was driving a rolls royce like it was awesome and my parents listened and you know, you can still create those memories with your teenagers. And if you just listen and you don't have to spend all this money, I think that's one thing, too, that's good to hit on. It's like just just listen to your kids, listen to your teenagers and create a moment and a memory. And I'll just never forget that and the joy and laughter. It had nothing to do with the car. Even it was just running around being crazy with my parents. And it was just so fun. So that just, it's easy to think about the pre 10 year old run down and look under the tree, but that you can do it with those high schoolers. And we're the high schoolers are tough, man. And I've been there. Um, it's hard to please, but just listen. And it's so fun. Just love it. So I feel like Christmas music should be playing Shay right now. That's <laughs> that's a great story. And my mom that is a great story. Mom would often, and again, we we had not very much, but we were we felt like we were you know richest kids in the world. Mom, mom would take pennies, and she would shine them up, and then she'd make a little treasure out of them, and she would send us on treasure hunts, mm -hmm. and she would make maps. And she would hide them in old books in her house. And we would find the book, and the map would have burned edges, and it would look like an old pirate's treasure hunt. And then we would go around the yard and around the neighboring empty lots looking in trees for these different clues to the treasure. And like you said, Emma, you'd open it up, and yours was a Volkswagen. Ours might be, you know, a bunch of shiny pennies. But to a bunch of kids who didn't have a lot, it was the treasure hunt that was the biggest memory, not what was in the treasure. That's so fun. Um, can I break some news? Mm -hmm, please. I'm going to break some news. So we have a Christmas gift coming for Tess that is going to it's going to be legendary. So my my daughter Tess absolutely loves dogs. She's just a dog girl. We, just to be honest, we, we had a puppy a couple years ago and we just failed that poor dog. We brought him out to the farm and he was allergic. It was a great Pyrenees that was allergic to something. And so he just struggled and we ended up having to give him away for adoption. And so I've like so regretted that experience. It just didn't go well. And Tess has been longing, begging for a dog. And Ashley and I decided like, if we ever got a dog, it, we need like an old, well-trained dog and one that could be a guardian for our, some of our livestock. So anyway, J.D. Rice brought his precious little lab named Jill out to our farm uh, when he lived in Branson a year, a year or two ago. And Tess just fell in love with this dog. Like she was all over it, laying on top of it out in the yard like it's a pillow. And Jill was just so affectionate with her. And last spring, J.D. called and said, hey, we are... My parents need to kind of like downgrade the size of their their dog. We want to give you guys Jill. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I I just don't know if we can do it. Like we didn't have a, we really can't, we can't take on a dog during the summer and we didn't have a solution for how we'd do that. And so I ended up saying no. And it, it was like gut-wrenching. 
Well, my parents are building the house out at the farm and, and, and they'll be moving out here in actually about a week or so. And they'll be there during the summers to watch our animals. JD comes back around a couple of weeks ago and he says, Shay, we still have Jill. And now they absolutely have to get rid of it. They're moving from a house to apartment. Do you want Jill? And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord. And so I said, JD, let me pray about it. And honest to goodness, I had this conversation with the Lord. This is what it went like. I said, God, do you really want us to have this dog? And he said, yes. And I said, why? (laughs) And to the best of my perception, he said, because I love Tess and I want to bless her. (laughs) And so I called JD up. I said, JD, Let's make arrangements to get Jill here. Let's go. And so anyway, we have Let's Jill's go. coming here in a couple of weeks. Coda's girlfriend. Coda will be it so is happy. Coda's girlfriend. He'll be so happy. It is going to <laughs> blow her mind. That's so good. Isn't that something? Well, that's a gift that'll keep on giving. Yeah. And Shay, not just because, you know, this is a Christian broadcast, but I just want to say whatever kind of broadcast this is, that the best gift, if you're a parent— the best gift a parent can give a child is a Bible, but it's the note that's written with the Bible, and the note says that I want to spend time reading, studying, and memorizing this Bible to you. And as Deuteronomy 6 tells us, parents, the number one responsibility that we have, and I will tell you from a lot of years of experience, it is the most fun, most meaningful, most lasting, most eternal thing that you can do for a child is to make a long-term commitment to take that little Bible that you give your child at Christmas and at night before bed, We've talked about this before again and again. We'll talk about it till the day I die. To lay by your children or sit by them or stand by them or whatever whatever you're the most comfortable with and to memorize the Bible with your children just a verse at a time. And over the years, the verses will become chapters. And over the years, the chapters will become books. And when your child goes to college, they'll have the Bible written all over their heart. And you can bet your bottom dollar, mom and dad, that when the decisions come to go to this party or that, to use this substance or that, to get into this relationship or that, that the Word of God will be speaking to your child and they'll remember the parent that took the time to take that Bible and to paint it on their heart. And they'll know the decision to make because the Holy Spirit, which is God's best gift to us, God's best gift to us, the Holy Spirit, through the word written on their heart, will tell them the right thing to do. And your child will be a whole lot more likely to choose the best gift for them for the rest of their life. I'm going to close with that, Joe. We want to thank you for sharing your time with us today. We hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to the Christmas season. With that, we'd love to pray with you. Father, we just lift up these young men and women, uh, moms and dads, kids that are listening, and we just bless them in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the greatest gift of all, the gift of your son that came to die on the cross for our sins and to restore us into right relationship with God. We thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you hadn't had the chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com.